Play it, play it, play it, play it. We are gay like a fruit. We are looking like a snack. You are listening to Fruit Snacks. What? Ready? <laughs> You're on? What's up? Never telling you when we start recording. Oh. So, hey guys, welcome back to our podcast. You pod- did not start it. <laughs> I did start it. You did? Yes. <laughs> You're such a bitch. I thought you were just giving me shit right now. No. You got to stay ready. Hi. You got to stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Life lessons by Weaver B. You always look tired. You're not always ready, bitch. <laughs> I'm tired because I stay ready. What? You, you're staying at a 10? No. My staying ready is looking like I'm ready. Yeah, but then you're a mess. My staying ready right. is looking like a 7, but feeling like a 12. The 7 is pushing it. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> hey guys, welcome back. This is Brian. And this is Brian, Shane, Shane, Ryan. Whoa. No. My name is Shane Ryan. And you're listening to <laughs> Free <Fruit> Snacks. <laughs> it's like every week we're like gay or gay. Just crying. But I'm here for it. Raise the flag. So welcome back, you guys. Um, hopefully you liked the last episode. Um we're I here. love that we had people to bounce ideas off of. I know. It was nice. So keep doing that because it's exciting to have other people like join in and tell us, A, that they're listening, but B, that they want to be a part of it. Yeah, like they care. And so that's really cool because, <laughs> as you know, starting off, it's Horde. So we're here for all the support and love. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so let's start with the fruit roll-up. How's it going, right. Shane? Good. Um, I feel like... <clears throat> right now, uh, my life is in a big transition mm-hmm. period. Okay. Um, Explain. Well, um, I think that right now, well, I was just going to say my life is in transition, but I've already said that. Um, I just feel like everything or most aspects of my life are in need of like serious reflection. Mm-hmm. Which is a bit overwhelming because it's like the biggest part of my lives. It's Mm -hmm. not just like, oh, I want a haircut. It's like, I want a new career, you know, and that's not as easy to like obtain. Um, Especially when you don't have like a clear directive as to what you want to get there. Well, that's news to me. New career. Explain on that. Um, uh, Here's the thing. I love the perks of the job that I have as a flight attendant. I hate the job. I yeah I could respect that and I'll, I feel like to I be mean, honest doing a lot the job of too I get it yeah I feel like a lot of flight attendants no I'm not going to speak for other people but I will say that I feel that there's a general consensus that some flight attendants who I have met feel the same uh huh um and I think that the biggest uh moment of realization that I had was when I was talking to an older flight attendant who, when I was, like, brand new on the line, mm-hmm. told me, um, if you ever meet an older flight attendant who seems very bitter and seems like they don't care, mm-hmm. it's because they have no end in sight, and that's why. And that made me really sad. That's a good point. Uh-huh. That's actually really deep. And I feel like in this profession, everything is seniority-based, and with different companies, you have different movement within different seniorities. Um, but even with that said... You spend, I mean, in most careers, you spend most of your time working your way up. Mm -hmm. But in this job, 
if you are going to be stationary as a flight attendant and not move anywhere else within a company, but just be a flight attendant, <laughs> like we always talk about, the only thing that you can rely on to change anything is time. Yeah, like you a know, pay bump or a better schedule. Yes, there's but... nothing that you can do to better your salary or to better your... Um, well, there's like little steps. Like you could be a purser or like a lead flight attendant, but I guess that's not... But what I mean is like the job is the same. And I was just going to say, differently it's or not. either you're pouring Coke in the front or pouring Coke in uh-huh. the back. Yeah, that's very true. And, and that made me think about what it is that I want mm-hmm. and... I don't want to be pouring Cokes in the front or the back. Well, here's the thing with that. It's like, I feel like there's a lot of smart people who are flight attendants. I think everyone we work with has a college degree, multiple degrees. Like I have a master's degree. Shane has his degree too. And here's the thing. It's like people, I feel like think about flight attending as a dumb job. Oh my God, I was just going to touch on this. The stuff that we do is really stupid, right? Like we know how to save your life, but how often does that actually unfold, right? Like you're not ever really needing to like save anybody. It's like you're a glorified bartender in the sky and a babysitter for adults. Mm -hmm. But I feel like the perks that come with the job is the saving grace for the job. Right. And so that's the thing. I feel like if we didn't have the perks, Half of the people who are in this profession would leave. In this, oh, yeah. for sure. You would not catch me dead in my tracks doing this job and if we didn't have And that's something that I think about because I'm like, when I think about like actually how much I travel mm-hmm. or how much I utilize the benefits of my job, mm-hmm. I'm the amount of time that I am working mm-hmm. for the benefits like is so outrageously larger than the number of times. Well, but I've you got to respect the idea that you are in a job, right? So the yeah. benefits come secondary. Like if you right. were to work any other job where it's a nine to five and say like you get perks to do something, mm-hmm. spend money, right? Like let's say even Nordstrom, right? You're full time at, full time at Nordstrom. How often are you really buying clothes from Nordstrom? I'm sure right. you do every month or so, but it's not like the perks are going to be outweighing the actual day-to-day right. life. So I, I think you got to put that in perspective. Yeah. But also with that said, like the flexibility you cannot beat with any other job. Right. Like that alone to me is where the like the glory is, is because you can be a flight attendant and do anything else. I was getting my master's degree and working another job while I started flight attending. Yeah. So it's like... What other job is going to let you do that? Right. Well, and that's, I think that's what kind of, I think that's the mindset that I need to put myself in now is what else do I want to start doing in conjunction with this job yeah. that I can eventually step out of my current job right. with? And I think one of my issues personally is that I put, I like to be able to put all my eggs in one basket, but then I get totally. really bored really quickly. Totally. Um, it's like a millennial syndrome where I'm just like, I'm over it. Like, it's like not that, exciting to Yeah, me. totally. Um, so I think you need to find that balance, not necessarily yeah. like ex nay a whole sect of your life because you're not feeling it, well, yeah. but just find a balance to where you aren't there so you can find the joy mm-hmm. in it when you are there. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm not, I'm not passionate about the job. I'm passionate about traveling. I mean, I think everybody loves to travel. Well, most people love to travel, um, but I want to find something that I enjoy waking up for like totally. when i wake up at 4 30 in the morning and the sun doesn't come up for another two hours i'm like dreading my entire I get day that. um and i i know that with any job you're gonna hate waking up one day or another right but i want to for the most part be excited the way that some people are excited for the job that i currently have sure you know some people sure. love this job and god bless them because i just don't have the patience for other people all the time right. um and i think that's one of the other hindering effects right. that this job is having on me is like 
the way that we're treated just as people. Right. I've already experienced that like as a gay man growing up. I don't need it like in my profession just because Especially I'm when you you create exactly, especially when you created a space for you to to venture away from that and yeah. like healthy ways being around that and then uh-huh. now you're back in it and forcefully back mm-hmm. in it. It's like is this check enough for me to actually feel like yeah. this is worth it? Yeah. Um but that's a very good point that you bring out a job that you love going to cuz like we met working at Disney and I feel mm-hmm. like Disney is or was that job for you yeah. because like even though you're tired, that is probably the biggest worry you have going into Disney. The perceived idea tired. of like dying on Main Street trying to make people yeah. smile yeah. in like 109 degree weather in California. Yeah. When, but our job in that profession, our job was already done for us. We just had to execute show up. it. Yeah. People were already excited to be at Disneyland. Yeah. All oh, that they you wanted know what? to That's do was like point. see me. Just see you. you yeah. Know? Not necessarily you, but the spectacle yeah. of, that you brought for sure. Yeah. And in flying... You're Ain't just nobody like trying the, to see you. You're just the midway point between <laughs> point A and point B for them. Yeah, you're the like, transient you're like moment. The ang- you're like the Xanax to their anxiety. Totally. Like, just calm them down and get them as comfortable as possible mm-hmm. in that fucking flying toothpaste yes. tube to get them to the destination they're uh-huh. going to see. And P- probably for people that they don't want to see or business they're going to that they don't really care to go uh-huh. to. And so. some people are great at that, and I respect that, but this isn't my calling necessarily. Right. Um, but it's great for right now. So that's my catch up moment is I'm just like in a moment of transition where I'm, I'm exploring new thoughts and like ideas for myself. Totally. And, like, Cause I think like stuff like this, like our passion project with this, um, podcast, it's great mm-hmm. because it's like our outlet to kind of catch up right. one and it's as gonna friends. Make us rich and famous. Exactly. <laughs> We're going to have like 14 followers on Instagram <laughs> instead of seven. We actually just got a new one, <gasps> by the way. What? Yeah. Mo- making money moves. Money moves. <laughs> so pod moves. So dead. Um, mind you, we're going to toss this in there. If you want to follow us, follow us at, at fruit snacks with an S pod. That's at fruit snacks pod. And yeah, um, I guess for my fruit roll up for the week is a little less, um, deep, <laughs> but like I mentioned, I am in the process or was in the process of buying a house. I just bought my first home. I know I keep bringing it up, but I feel like it's always on my mind, which is why I keep talking about it because this is a big move for me, but I've only, like, lived in places that is enough for, like, a one-bedroom apartment. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I have a couch, TV for living room, dining table, coffee table I need to get. but And then, like, enough for um, a bedroom. Mm-hmm. But now I have, like, two bath, two full bathrooms, three bedrooms. Mind yeah. you, two of them are for roommates. But, like, I'm not going to have them buy furniture for the main spaces because it's my house, right? right? And I want to make it aesthetically my idea. So right. I'm going for this like mid-century modern industrial look, which is so in right now and I'm here for it. But um, that's kind of where I'm at, like trying to go grocery shopping and grocery shopping. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I haven't gone grocery shopping because I got a new house. No, um, furniture shopping is what I meant to say. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just kind of like difficult because it's not, Everything is not perfect of what I want it to be as far as like size or mm-hmm. dimension. So it's difficult navigating that. And yeah. I'm at the point now where I want to buy quality pieces because I want it to last to in this last. house. I'm not trying to get it's Ikea. Like Ikea. I love Ikea, but moment. yes, Ikea yeah. is great for like the finishing touches yeah. because like decorational wise, is that a word decorational? Decoration so. wise, you're going to want to switch it up every three, five years. Probably right. like when yellow curtains were in, when you bought them, you loved it. But then after a while you're like, uh, yeah. Um, or chevron pattern was a thing. Um, I want like my 
furniture pieces to last yeah and be like kind of timeless and so that that's where i'm at with my personal life is like trying to find that and then um i finally got to like drive around my new car i got a mazda cx-5 so i i went up i used to drive a scion xd which is like totally a college car to me i love it um it's great for in the city because i can zip around i don't really have you can literally park anywhere anywhere yeah it it's almost like a smart any, car you're like i think i can fit there and i'm like there's no way I'm and it's like fit. we got our skinny jeans on you gotta get <laughs> <laughs> thank god we got our skinny jeans we could fit in this spot um remember jinkos by the way ew <laughs> Yes, unfortunately. <laughs> I lived for Jinkos Stop. in middle school. I'm not even kidding. I thought you were going to talk shit. No, I love Jinkos, especially <laughs> when your Did wallet. You say love or loved? Loved. Okay. Not anymore. Okay. Loved Jinkos. Um, especially when your wallet had a chain. Ew. So you could see. Yes, I was like, he was a skater boy. He's a skater. <laughs> no, I was totally like an Abercrombie and American. Oh, yeah. Eagle. I hated your kind because I was jealous of you, actually. Yes. Uh, my parents wouldn't let me buy American Eagle or. Abercrombie and Fitch because it was just way too expensive, which I agree. And I'm so I'm kind of glad that I wasn't in that thing. But the skating rink was like the place oh, to sick. be. And I remember getting Jinkos. If you don't know what Jinkos are, Google it. J N C O. They're like raver pants now, I guess. Yeah. Um, no I one think would. They're kind of coming, not coming back. I'm not. But saying like that. that silhouette. They're still a, like I think that they still exist. Okay. Maybe. Well, long story short, I used to wear those pants <laughs> to the skating rink because they were so wide at the bottom they would cover my rollerblades like and i loved it love that they covered my rollerblades isn't that the the gayest shit ever the dumbest shit ever no the gayest like no, literally no again <laughs> <laughs> well i was just finding my way seeing where like, i love that in college you told me that you wouldn't be my friend if i bought myself a scooter to ride from one side of campus to another like because a you're a grown scooter. adult but you were you were wearing Jinkos because they covered your rollerblades at the skating rink? Ask me how old I was. 14. No, younger. 14th high school. I was like 10, 11. Yeah, that's when you're like wearing puka shell necklaces, <laughs> even though I... <laughs> Mind <laughs> you, another side note, puka shell necklaces was the grinder when we were growing yeah, up. for sure. All the gay kids had the puka shell necklaces. <laughs> you had one? Yeah, of course. I had one. We gay. Point, case, prove right. it, closed. But, like, the puka shells went with my style a little more than Jinko jeans. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. This was high school. I eventually oh, switched over evolving. to that preppy. Yeah. Right. And then um, I went to high school in Germany, and H&M was, like, such a big deal. H&M mm -hmm. in Germany was different. I don't know if it's such a fast fashion now as it is, like, in America, as it, is, it still is in Germany. But in Germany, it was, like, more, like, seasonally. They would have a whole new line come out. So it was, like, more quality clothes. But now I feel like weekly they have new stuff coming totally. out. But and um, every store that you go into is different every time you walk into it. Every and it drives me store, nuts. Yeah. We were talking earlier about how like you hate walking into a new Target because it's not how your yeah, old Target is yeah, set yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I feel every time I walk into like Zara or H&M. But that doesn't bother me though. Oh my God, it does because I'm one of those shoppers where like I'll go in to look for something um, that I already know I want to buy sure. because I've thought about it since the last time I right. was in the store. And the next time I go in... You can't find where it's at. You can't find yeah. it. And to try and explain, like, what it is. a black blouse yeah. to a Zara employee. A blouse? Why are you buying a <laughs> black I blouse? Know. I feel like that's, like, she the most generic to, thing to Girl, say. a black blouse. <laughs> this boy is trying to buy a blouse. A crop top blouse. A crop you, top okay. black if you're trying to be a part of this coven, blouse. as the Supreme, blouse. <laughs> as the Supreme, I support black, but this blouse look that you're going for, I'm not sure if we can do no, that. But like, speaking wise, that was the easiest like thing to say. 
But you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. when you walk in, you can't be like, oh, I'm looking for, because all their clothes sound generic when you describe Literally. them. Literally. And like sometimes they'll come out with five things that look exactly like, except like one is zipped up, one is like yep. Velcro, one is button. One, one is, has like, like a strap on the yeah, shoulder. Yeah, like they're yeah. all like subtly different. And they're like, I don't think we have that anymore. But they honestly have no idea what you're talking about. Because they, one, don't care about their job. But they don't two, care all. And everything changes so quickly. Yes. They're like, we had that last week. It's all sold oh, out. And you're like, wait, what? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had Jinkos. <laughs> Back to that. Um, so Google Jinkos. But Target, that's why I hate going to a new Target because I go in knowing I want this shampoo, this face wash, these things, and I need to be out. But then I'm like, crap, where am I? Mm -hmm. Is this Walmart? Oh, it better not be Walmart. <laughs> I'm not moving into this house if anything comes from You know Walmart. what, though? Walmart is kind of Don't really hood. Is what? Hood. Yes. Like, yes. I went to Walmart even in Orange County thinking, like, it wouldn't be as bad. No. Nope. They got some hood bitches in it's Orange like County, too. It's like the fluorescent lighting of Walmart attracts just the oddest crowd that right. I want nothing to do with. And here, that's the thing. It's not even hood in the sense of like a certain ethnicity or anything shops there. No. Literally the worst of every ethnicity goes there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like the worst, you know what I mean? Like the bottom, I shouldn't say bottom because I'm saying that I'm above that, which I am, but I'm not saying that if you go to Walmart, but that, we love Target. I'm not saying Walmart. <laughs> like if you, I shop at Walmart, cause sometimes they have stuff that like, like if I'm Super really cheap. in need to get something that day, like a yeah. bath mat or something or Velcro shoes. <laughs> Velcro shoes. I actually bought Velcro shoes from Walmart one year when I was doofy from Scary Movie. I love for that. Halloween. Um, my grandpa also wore Velcro shoes, and I knew that he. I used to love Velcro shoes. Anyways, I'm not saying that like if you go to Walmart, you're like subpar to me, but it's just it seems like it kind of brings those kinds of people. Yeah. But Jinkos. Um, yeah, skating rink. Loved it. Lived it. Dancing around a pink. Yes, I was gay as fuck, but. <laughs> You couldn't tell me I was back then. They're like, Brian's so gay. I'm like, no, I'm not. With headphones, like listening to ABBA. Yeah, dancing. Dancing queen. Yeah. And it's funny because I remember one time I was like at the YMCA. We called it the youth center where I was from. It was in Lake and Heath, England, because that's where I was at at the time. But two kids, I'm going to say their names. Literally, it's going to sound like I'm making fun of it. But literally, one guy's name was Jack and one guy's name was Johnny. Jack and Johnny, not even joking, that was their names. I'm not going to say their last names, but they were two kids that I thought were so cool. Me and Johnny in sixth grade were best friends because we had the same homeroom with this another kid named Brian. So it was me, Brian, and... Uh, Brian with a Y or an I? A Y as well. He was a black mm. kid um, with me. Like, we, like everyone thought we were kind of like similar. And I had the highest pitch voice in, high, or in middle school because I hadn't hit puberty yet. And... Um, the three of us hung out. And then as like sixth grade, you don't know. Everyone's your friend. You don't know about being gay. You don't know differences. Right. And then in middle school is when you figure it out, right? Where you're like, oh, wait, this kid is not cool. And your dying last wish is just to be liked in middle school. Like it's such totally. an awkward phase. Um, and so I wanted to be liked so bad. So as we got older, all the girls loved Johnny. And then Jack, they loved Jack as well. And the, the Johnny and Jack were like, two peas in a pod and I kind of got pushed to the side from Johnny because I didn't get the positive light that I thought I deserved. <laughs> no, just everyone thought I was gay and used to make fun of me. Yeah. And so um, Johnny stopped being friends with me, became friends with Jack and they would always bully me. And it was actually really sad because it, it took a lot out of me, mm -hmm. but Johnny would never. Well, as a kid, that's your whole world, your whole world. Yeah. And Johnny would never say anything to me, but he would be there when Jack is making fun of me in front of everyone on the blacktop. When I was like killing it on the yes, tetherball, I was killing tetherball. Mind you, I was beating this other gay kid, gay kid named, uh, 
Robert, he was so gay. We just gravitate towards each other. Anyways, um, I was like killing it on tetherball. Jack came over, made fun of me. And Johnny didn't even stick up for me. Yet I knew in his mind's eye that he should have. And he felt so bad. He couldn't even look me in my eyes as I was like so assaulted verbally by this Jack guy. And I was like, weirdly enough, like even though he was so mean to me at that age, I was like, I still want to be your friend Mm -hmm. so bad, you know? But this is where I say that I knew I was like really gay is because like I was trying to be like one of the guys and like I was like, oh, I just farted because I thought that was really masculine to fart. And I was like, I just pooted. And he goes, pooted? Who says pooted? He's like, faggot. And I'm like, ah, strike. I thought I had it. Just so awkward. (laughs) Pooted, I said. Pooted. I said, I just pooted. (laughs) He's like, what the fuck? And they're like playing like NFL game day live, whatever. I don't even know what that game is called. Madden or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, score the points, do the things. Like watching and I fart thinking I'm like one of the guys. And they're like, who the fuck is this kid? But long story short, he um, apologized to me later um, in life. Yeah, when I was in college, he like reached out and said, I'm so sorry. I was like so rude to you. Wow. So there was sibling there. I mean, whether he did or didn't, I at that point, I didn't care. You know, I was like yeah. coming into my own. I was like, if you don't like me, fuck you. Yeah. Um, but I would have fucked him, though, because he was cute. <laughs> so um, two fruits in a But pot. now all those side notes going back. I got a new car. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, I forgot. Yeah, girl. We're still rolling up. Oh, see, I, I stay on track. Yes. I remember these side no, notes. I venture out. I remember the these cliff notes, girl. I'm like, what is it called? Um, what's that study thing in college? Was it Cliff Notes? Cliff Notes. Yeah. Like cliffnotes.com yeah. where you get like the synopsis of a book? Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. Cliff Notes. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, I just, I used to fly, uh, drive a Scion XD college car. I don't drive that anymore. I got a Mazda CX-5 uh-huh. and um, I am in love with it. I am not a car person, but I absolutely love this car. It's super cute. Um, and it drives so well. And yeah, it was just such a great experience driving it that I was like, I have to get that car. And it was really exciting because I was so reluctant of getting a car. And when I bought it that night, I had to work on a four day trip. And so I literally had it for maybe an hour and a half just to get home that night, sleep, wake up, drive to the airport and fly out. Um, so now that I've had some time with it, it's been like, I'm like, okay, I can get down with this. Mm -hmm. I'm not excited about that car payment though, because my first car, I didn't have a car payment. We kind of bought it outright, but that's okay. You know, that's adults. That's what adults do. Making money moves. Rich kids into poor adults. (laughs) Seriously though. So is there any more roll up you want to express? Nope. She's all rolled up. All rolled up. Okay. So we're going to move into our next topic. Um, We're going to call this Shane doesn't know, but I'm going to switch it up because I feel like we've kind of sudden change, (laughs) but watch, she's going to have all the things to say about this change. He's like, I'm not good with it. I don't know what to say. And then I know he's going to just literally rattling off all these things. Okay. So, um, we're going to introduce a new segment. (laughs) I know we spoke about doing a fresh fruit segment about a topic we like to talk about, like we did last week or not week, but last podcast. Um, I want to go right into flying fruit. Or uh, Fruit Fly. We're going to call it Fruit Fly. Um, The introduction to a new segment called Fruit Fly. I think it'd be really funny and comical for you guys to kind of get an experience of what it's like to fly as a flight attendant and be on the other side apart from being a passenger. You're really pushing me towards quitting. (laughs) 
<laughs> like reliving these well memories. see when you started bringing it up during your roll-up i was like "Ooh, we're gonna talk about that because i think it's actually gonna be really funny so during this episode um i think this is gonna be a reoccurring theme as well i don't think we're gonna yeah. always talk about it but i think it's gonna be great when we have like a story because we have like okay it, my never, ends. it, it never, never ends it never ends okay here's the thing when people travel and like I've caught myself doing it even after being a flight attendant. When people step into an airport, they check out. They lose their mind. Yeah, well, and... All sense goes out the door. And, like, for lack of better terms, like, studying it in a profession that, like, deals with these people on a Uh day-to-day basis, in all fairness to them, to anybody who flies, um, the second you step into an airport, everything is so structured, like, in a like a manufacturing line right like kind of style. this is how you you go here for your gate to do yes. this check your ticket go check in security, security. You have to take like out your liquids blah 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 everything yeah. um, your seat so i think people yeah. just wait for everyone to kind of push them to the next point yeah like where do i go i don't know what to do yes yeah like, the issue is that people check all common sense at out security and like let them toss it with the water bottles yeah like so when they by the time they get to us they're like already pissed off they're already exhausted yeah and they assume that, like, we're not on the same level as them. Like, we're just as irritated right. about waking up at 2.30 right. a.m. for a 5 a.m. Like, right. Because what I feel like, okay, well, first, let's, let's, let's like, wrap up this segment. Yeah. So the fruit fly, we're going to read, is going to be a reoccurring segment yes. where we're just going to talk about stupid shit that has happened. It's not going to be as long as this first time we're introducing it, but we're going to be like, oh, I got a fruit fly for you, girl. And then we'll give you a little snippet. Yeah. But going forward, exactly that. Like, people don't realize that, they think that we just came with the plane because we get on first. They just <laughs> right. think we've been on the plane. Sometimes we are. Sometimes. But just like how you went through security, had to talk to TSA, had to be irritated, stand behind someone who didn't know what the hell they were doing, we do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Or like if a flight's delayed, we're waiting we're with waiting you, you and you. we're not getting paid to wait with you. No. So like when you come on thinking, oh, I'm talking to my flight attendant so someone hears me out because this is so frustrating. I was supposed to be home five hours ago. It's like, girl... I was supposed to be home five hours ago, mm-hmm. too. You get to sit your ass down and watch a movie and be fine while I serve you. Right. I have to serve your naughty ass, okay? Uh-huh. So don't I don't want to hear it. So with that said, let's just kind of go in with, like, things that annoy us. Like, fruit fly don't bother me. Fruit, fruit fly don't bother me. Don't bother me. me. Okay, so I have a little story for you. Um, Actually, no, I'm going to start out with my pet peeves. Let's do that. So this is like a training session for you to be a better passenger, okay? So if you're listening to us, do not do this on And we're not shaming you, we're teaching you. No, I'm shaming you because you you ain't got no motherfucking manners, okay? One. Actually, I got six, but I'm going to start with one. (laughs) First one. This kills me, okay? If you're asking for a coffee, fucking tell me if you need cream or sugar. Because you know you're going to need cream or sugar. And I hate when I'm like, somebody drink it, they're like, coffee? If you don't tell me, I'm just going to pour you a black-ass, bitch-ass coffee. And I move on. And like, "Uh uh-uh, you didn't give me cream or sugar. Did I not? Or did you not ask for cream and sugar? Okay? Because I thought you would know you wanted cream and sugar. So now, before I even walk away, they're like, coffee? I'm like, how do you like it? Cream or sugar? And they're like, yes, please. And I'm like, okay, great. So, cool. Love it. Live it. Thank you. Not that thank you to you for helping me out, but I solved it by asking you cream or sugar. But I hate also when they're like, can I get a black coffee with cream and sugar? What? Nigga, that is not (laughs) a black coffee. That literally happened to me yesterday. Someone said a black coffee. And then I poured it and gave it to him. And he said, and with sugar. And I was like... What? Yeah. In my petty ass, when they do that, when they say black coffee, I walk away. And then later they say, I'm like, pull the cart back. You know, we, we push it away. I'm like, no, no, pull it back. I'm like, excuse me, sir. 
Yes, you take your headphones off. Thank you. You asked for a black coffee, right? Yeah. So why are you asking for cream and sugar? Right. That is not a black coffee. That's not a black coffee. If you want coffee, cream and sugar, we can get that for you. But the next time, just ask, mm-hmm. hey, can I get a coffee, cream and sugar? Mm-hmm. Right? Because we have to train them to not be idiots. You know, what, you know what fucks it up for us? What? Is the more that I'm finding out, people people assume that every airline does the same thing. Yep. And I actually found out that there isn't, I think it's an international airline, um, not an American-based one, but somewhere overseas, an airline gives anybody who gets a coffee a little like prepackaged thing with cream and sugar no. and a stirring mm-hmm. stick. No. I've been asked for hot cocoa on our flights. Where in the hell do you think I'm getting hot cocoa from? But uh, there is an American based no. airline that serves hot cocoa. Which is completely fine, but you know you're gonna need cream or sugar. <laughs> yeah, do you I know what I mean? Like yeah. if you don't see it with the cup, say it. Right. What? Or, ooh, girl, see, now I'm on a roll. Wait, or, can I say one? No, we bounce. I, I, I got no! <laughs> Go ahead, bounce, bounce, okay. bounce, go. One of mine, you actually, like, briefly mentioned it. One of my pet peeves, just because I think it's so disrespectful on, like, a human-to-human human level, is when I roll up to your row. Mm, I'm already ready. I, I already feel the anger. Ooh. And, and you're watching your movie, and that's cute. I get it. Ooh, and they don't. But you I know don't what you're gonna say. Take off your headphones. To a, tell me what you want to drink, or b, listen to what seventeen different kinds of snacks I have to oh. offer you. And then you ask me to repeat it three times in one row. Not even a full row, a half a row, because it's three and three uh-huh. on most airplanes. Uh-huh. So I'm repeating my snacks six times yep. for one row, yep. and I'm doing what twenty to twenty five yep. rows on an aircraft, yep. like. I'm exhausted by the time I'm done with your beverage service because yeah. you were too disrespectful to take off your earbuds to talk to somebody. Or they leave their earbuds on and you're like, something to drink? And they're like, I can't hear you. Huh. Like huh. with their headphones huh. fully on. I can't hear you. Something to drink? I, I don't know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, sir. Take your headphones off. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, sorry. Yep. Or they're, they're speaking loud to you. Water! Uh-huh. And you're like, oh, I ain't asking for... I forgot there's a microphone. <laughs> See, he's here. Uh, We're ready to see this girl. fruit fly, girl. This is a Pissed. good topic. Um, yes. Or, like, um, what I hate going on that, too, is, like, you have options. We're trying to win JD Powers out there. JD Power... Well, we've been winning JD Powers, <laughs> but other airlines are trying to catch up. And... Um, I hate when, like, we have a lot of options to offer because of that. And I get it. Like, we have, like, Cheez-Its. We have, um, you know, chocolate-covered pretzels. We have breakfast bars, this and that. And I hate when um, you get up to them and we tell them, like, hey, in your menu card, we have all our options, right? And this is another pet peeve where I'm, like, something to drink. You know what you're going to want to drink, right? Like, you do know. And you kind of understand what is in there. Sometimes people ask for Dr. Pepper. I get the mistake with that. Or root beer. Because that is one of those hit or miss things. Because not even not every fast food place has that either. So I get that. But I'm like, something to drink? And they're like, well, what do you have? Mm -hmm. (sighs) Okay. I wouldn't mind if there was, like, two options, three options. But, like, what? So when I first started this job, I would... You would say everything. Every single thing. I'd be like, okay, we have water, coffee, tea, green, black, or orange... Um, we have juice, apple, orange, tomato, crayon, apple. We have Coke, Sprite, Diet Coke, mm-hmm. ginger ale, um, Coke Zero, Sprite Zero. And they're like, mm, just water. Girl. Uh-huh. Girl. <laughs> girl. Yeah. You knew I had water. You knew you wanted water. Mm-hmm. But you just wanted to see if something better came along. So yeah. now I just say there's a menu card for you. And that's not even all the drinks because we have, you know, sparkling wine, white, red, different kinds of white and red. Mm-hmm. Um 
we have vodka, uh, gin, you know, yeah. three different kinds of whiskey, blah, blah, blah. But they're like, well, what do you have? Four different kinds of beer. I'm like, Mm-mm, not right. today, Satan. Well, and I feel like that is the demise of American business is like... So many options. We provide anything and everything to every guest who has a need and yeah. a special need. And I love that we can provide options. But with that being said, when you're talking about an aircraft, like... We are so limited on resources as it is because when you're in a restaurant and you want something a particular way, you have an entire kitchen filled with ingredients and like resources to do things individualized, which that gets annoying as well. When someone's like, um, like they basically just change the entire dish, dish, and make a dish that's completely not even on the menu. Yeah, Yeah. Um, like don't eat here if you want that. Right, but in their heads, (laughs) they're just like making a couple substitutions. Um, but on an aircraft, like we are thirty thousand feet in the air, we have. Only enough very space. Limited means. Only enough space to put this shit on a plane. Yes, and very limited time. Like that's the other issue. The first ten rows want to take three hours to to place their orders uh-huh. and like get their seventeen uh-huh. drinks per person. But the whole girl, back you of just the brought air- up something else for me. But the whole back of the aircraft is like, well, how come you didn't reach out like on really short flights? Uh-huh. They're like, well, we don't get a drink, and I'm like, no, sorry, you know, but. Yeah. Instead of the the company being like, hey, on these shorter flights, we're just not going to have service. Uh-huh. They're like, no, we're going to try to bust out this whole beverage service. Wait, do you guys not have select services for different routes? We do, but, but some like, of them are really on the borderline. Yeah. Because we go by miles, not time. Sure. So they're not factoring in like wind, takeoff time, wind, landing yep, time. Yep, like, yep, 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 yep. And we're told as flight attendants, like, we can get fined if we're not following FAA regulations. It's not the airline that gets fined necessarily. Like we can personally be fined. So like, I'm not risking my wallet because you want a, right. a diet Coke. Right. Like, mm-mm. and that's, that's, um, dang, I had, I said, yes, let me speak on that, but I forgot. I said the first 10 rows ordering their like 17 drinks per person. Oh, thank you. So I don't mind if you want like an orange juice and a water right. or whatever, but do not tell me that you want a coffee, a water, a juice, mm-hmm. and like a ginger ale. Yeah. Would you ever go to your motherfucking kitchen and get your bitch ass a fucking coffee, a water, mm-hmm. an orange juice, and a ginger ale? Hell, motherfucking no, you don't. So yep. don't even try it, okay? Yep. And you don't even have enough fucking room to put it on your damn no. tray. And I'm like, handing it to them they're like where do you want me to put it and i'm like that's not my problem right. you ordered all this shit so if you need to fill your tray and then hold it in your hands until mm-hmm. your fat ass drinks it that's not my problem and i literally am like i don't know what you want me to do yes. but it's not hold this here for you um also speaking on that note yes speak on it do not do not do not don't don't do it don't have a medication that you need <gasps> to take after sitting in the airport mm-hmm. for two hours yep. And come yep. on the plane while we're boarding Speak and on dealing it. with people putting luggages yep. in the wrong places, wrong places, asking me to lift their heavy lift ass it. luggage because lift they're it. too weak to do it. Yeah, but you shouldn't have packed it. Asking me for left, right, and center, center creating a left, line, right lines, creating a line at the lavatory. Yep, in the labs. Because you need water for your medication that you chose not to take 10 minutes prior while you were still sitting in the airport yep. with access to a water yep. fountain. Because it's not even Advil. It's like chronic Right. Chronic you medication. You know that you're taking that medication. You better, Don't use that excuse. Nope. Like you, better, is, you better That is the collect, biggest pile mm, of BS. Mm-mm. You better collect that saliva, Judy. <laughs> you better stop swallowing for 10 minutes and then throw that pill in your motherfucking mouth. Yes. Patricia. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, Why are they both and white? even I don't That's know. That's some white people that, bullshit. Nah, you said it. <laughs> well, it is. <laughs> like I come prepared when I fly. Yeah, and this is before I was in a, even a flight attendant. Like I know that I. That's what's weird is like 
because your lack of planning, you expect someone else to be there for mm-hmm. you. Right. Right. So like even when it's like cold on the plane, people are like you don't have blankets. Some airlines do. I get it. Mm-hmm. But even if regardless, like, you know, you're if you're going to be chilly, bring a damn sweater. Right. When I went to Thailand, it was supposed to be 107 the entire week. I still packed pants mm-hmm. and a sweatshirt, knowing yeah. that on my journey there, I might get cold. Mm-hmm. Was I ready and prepared? Absolutely. Okay. Because I'm not dumb. Mm-hmm. But that's what I mean about the demise of like American business is we try to cater to every single need and people try to throw out that like, well, I'm going to sue you if uh-huh. you don't support my special. Uh-huh. And it's like, your special need is not needing a blanket because you're cold like the rest of the aircraft. Yep. Like, you're 30,000 feet in the air where there is no heat. No heat. So that's on you, girl. Girl. Yeah. And I'm always like, well, we could have the pilots turn it down, like turn up the heat. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, could you? So they, because they're cold, they want to affect the entire aircraft. Literally 180 other passengers just so that they can feel comfortable, you know? Do I tell the pilots? No. I walk my ass to the back and I'm like, are y'all cold? And the rest of the flight is like, no, I'm good. Okay, we good. Let's roll. <laughs> Let's get this card out. Winning JD Powers. <laughs> <laughs> but like sometimes it is ridiculous because you can't, we try to accommodate as many requests as possible, mm-hmm. but sometimes I'm like, yo, no, not today. Yeah. Satan, not today. Not Satan today. is in 26F. We do not bother Satan because Satan is not going to bother us today on this beautiful, glorious Thursday. Not today on my first leg or my second leg or my third leg. Yeah. And you know what's funny is like we say this jokingly, like it sounds like it's so passionate. Really, it's not a big deal because if this is the, you know, the stress we go through, right. people are dying in other jobs. You know, right. we're not so- solving cancer or whatever, but... So, like, we take it with a grain of salt, but when, okay, like, on a four-day trip, right? On a four-day trip, you're not just doing, like, one flight a day. Mm-hmm. Most cases, you're doing upwards to, like, three flights a day, sometimes yeah. five if they're shorter. Ooh. So, by the time we get to day four, we have already been up in the air mm-hmm. and landing in another city probably 12 to 14 times prior, mm-hmm. right? 12 to 14 flights. So, you might feel like it's not a big deal asking for water, when we're trying to get this galley set up or like move people around because we only have 40 minutes to get everyone in their seat and backed off this gate. And when we're having to get water for you, it really makes our job difficult. Do we really mind once we're in the air? No, if you could hang off till we're in the air, we would appreciate it. Right. But again, it's not a big deal because sometimes we have a second, you catch us in the galley, the water's already out, we're poor, bam, we're done, good. Right. We're on our way. But here's the thing, it's like you're one of like 12 different occurrences just previously with the same request, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that what it all kind of comes down to is the way in which you approach Absolutely. the situation. There are people who come on and expect that every one of their needs is going to be met and they treat every request as so. A demand. Yeah. It's not a request. It's a demand. Right. Like, and come to the back. I need water. Mm-mm. Right. No, if right. you need water, you should have thought of that. Mm-hmm. I'm not the one to supply that. I can, right. but it's not my responsibility. You should right. be like, hey, when you get a chance, do you mind? I know you're busy. Could I get a glass of water? I will give you an entire bottle mm-hmm. if you just ask politely. I didn't For mean to sure. cut you off, but go ahead. No, that was it. That's just oh, that okay. my point. Like, don't demand it. Right. Like, don't demand it. And um, here's another thing. Like, don't touch us. do not touch me here's the thing when people have their headphones in i think they think that they lose their voice Mm -hmm. because they can't hear their own voice that they think they don't have one so they'll poke you Mm -hmm. and when you're sitting down and we're standing the nearest poking zone is our ass Mm -hmm. 
I don't know why people think it is okay to poke you in the ass for attention. And it literally does not even cross their mind that it is so inappropriate. Which is funny because the second I step off a plane, nobody wants to touch my ass. I know. And we're like, hey, boys. Right. Who want to get in this ass? And they're like, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. But but that's what I mean. You're coming at it from like an inhumane like perspective. Like I would never come to your business and touch you. Touch you. Or like demand things of you because I respect the fact that you're a person with like space boundaries and like personal needs and 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 it's funny because like you're literally standing there that's like going to say trader joe's getting to the cash register and like putting your stuff down and then when you're ready to check out you poke the Mm -hmm. fucking cashier and be like hey can you check me out because that's what they're doing they're poking us to get our attention for them to get some Mm -hmm. sort of service and it's like you would never do that and on the plane it blows my mind that people do that blows my mind Mm -hmm. But again, that's like people check their sense right outside security and yep. they come through like idiots. So I don't know. Dum-dums. How about we each tell one story of like some crazy shit that went down and then we'll wrap up this segment of Fruit Fly just for now. Okay. Um, do you want me to go first? Do you need a second to think? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> this kills me. So um, I actually told this story on my Instagram story. Yeah. Um, so some of you, if you do follow me on Instagram, you might have heard this story, but I think it is such a funny story because this is what we have to go through. It's a messy story. A messy story. Okay. So on this fly, I was working the food cart and for this, for my particular airline, um, the food cart goes first through the aisle. So you're pretty much done before everyone else, because not as many people want food as they do want a drink. So I was in the back getting space ready for trash because um like we said we have limited space so once we start giving stuff out we condense and then put trash in the back and as i was doing that um some lady comes up with her child and is like hey do you have any napkins and at this point my back was to them so i turn around and i look and the kid is standing there with his hand over his mouth and i look at the mom like wait is he gonna throw up and she's like yeah mind you she's standing right next to the bathroom all three bathrooms were open. Not a single one was locked. Not a single person was bathrooms in the bathroom. Bathrooms work like porta potties. Green means go. Red means wait. And it and literally it. it has words. It has it in Spanish. Yeah. Like it's bilingual. This bathroom. The handle works the same way as a normal bathroom door. Like mm-hmm. you just get in it and go use the bathroom. So clearly within that time that he needed a napkin for I don't know what she was going to do with it because I know our napkins are not going to hold a full stomach of vomit. This kid, as I say that, and you know, I'm sure when you're already about to throw up, when you're about to be at the place that you want to throw up, it comes like water, right? right? Like you're just so ready to release. So as we're opening the door, as I was like, get in, get in, get in, open the door. This, this child throws all up over the floor on the jump seat where we have to sit for takeoff and landing. Like there's no way we can't sit anywhere else because it was a full flight. He jumps, he throws up on my jump seat. Then I get the door open, like hurry them in there. And then he starts throwing up on the mirror in the sink. I don't know why you need to throw up in the sink. Mind you, these sinks aren't normal sinks. They just take water. You can't pour down food because it's not a garbage disposal. It literally is just a sink that strains out stuff that shouldn't be going down there. Throws up in the sink, throws up on the toilet, whatever. So then the mom's in there and um, she opens the door and she's like, hey, can I get napkins? So I give her this big ass stack of like paper towels, like thicker than napkins. Cause I was like, this is going to be messy. Yeah. So I hand it to her and um, she's like doing it, doing it. 
10 minutes later, he comes out smiling and I'm like, oh, it's handled. Like he feels good. Yeah. And she comes out. She's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And I'm consoling her because I'm thinking, oh, she's embarrassed, right? right? No. So I'm like, no big deal. It's okay. It happens. People get sick. No big yeah. deal. Do you want like some sparkling water or ginger ale to kind of settle his stomach? And she's like, no, that's okay. So they go sit down. This is why she apologized. I opened the door. Oh my God. Shane. That smell fucking straight up uppercutted me in my damn nose. Okay. No. When I smell throw up, I cannot. Oh, no. Cannot. Mm-mm. I started gagging. I was like, Ugh! I was like, oh, bitch. <laughs> like throwing. I was like trying to hold it down. I opened oh, the, the door. Literally all she did was unbundle the stack of napkins and just throw them in the bathroom. Oh, Didn't wipe anything off. Mind you, there's throw up on the mirror throw up in the sink and then the toilet seat cover was down it was down didn't even go inside the toilet the toilet seat cover the cover that you're supposed to lift up to go toilet pee pee or poop or even throw up was down the toilet seat cover the cover was down he threw up on top of the toilet and then all she did was sprinkle napkins on top to cover it did she wipe that no did she clean it up no did she even try to make it a little neater in a pile? No. So when she walked up out of that bathroom, she was apologizing that she did not want to take responsibility for what happened in there. Okay, so you know what I did? I locked the door. I said, nope, sorry. This, this, this lab is in op. Out of order. I said, I am not taking care of this. We are not doing this today, Satan. Now Satan is sitting in 27B. Satan moved to 27B. We don't help Satan out. Satan does not come to us for anything. Okay, because we are holier than thou. So then I was like, I'm good. Mind you, we're not good. Because I was like, oh, yeah, this motherfucker threw up on the damn jump seat where I have to sit. So I was like, well, I have to clean it because the rest of the crew is like in the ga- or in the aisles still finishing service. So I was like, I have to clean it up before they get back here with the cart. Because people, once the cart passes, start using the bathroom. Mm-hmm. The cart will be rolling in the throw up. It's going to be rolling into the galley. It smells so bad. So I pull out our universal protection kit, which has like... Um, vomit you know a sharps bag for like blood sanitary gloves all that this kit mm -mm, was not ready it did not have anything we needed i was like this is i'm using my training let me get out my manual literally all this kit had was like a face mask a whole body suit that you can cover (laughs) yourself in and like a sharps bag for like needles it had nothing like vomit control or like you know because sometimes they have that powder to soak it up and you can sweep it nope no odorizing spray nothing so i just put on the mask so i can't breathe in this odor and i put on gloves and i start wiping the throw up off bad idea okay first i kept smelling it through the bag or through my mask so i started opening tea bags and stuffing them in the mask (laughs) so i can smell orange citrus green tea spearmint and some english earl gray black tea okay i was doing this morning breakfast ritual i was feeling it okay i couldn't smell it just like a stained like literally didn't even care and i was like nope still smell so i opened up a coffee bag threw that bitch in the mask this mask is now sagging off my face because there are so many um leaves and beans (laughs) just holding in this mask so here's the kicker i go down to wipe the vomit off the jump seat oh my god wipe it pull it away it's stringing from my napkin hand back to the jump seat girl i started gagging all over again i was like and i was like oh my god oh my god oh my god i'm gonna throw up i turn on all the vents in the back i'm literally sniffing air through the vents because i'm like i cannot do this it took me about 
15 to 20 minutes to like regroup because I was like, every time I go down, I'm going to throw up and I haven't eaten lunch yet. And I was starving. Did I want to eat lunch? No. Yes. Mentally, but like physically, could I? Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. And so long story short, towards the end of the flight, I look back cause there was a lot of commotion. This little fat motherfucker who threw up everywhere is doing jumping jacks, <laughs> living his best life, dancing in the aisle. I said, fuck you. Got skinny. fuck you, bitch. So yeah, I love my job. I think that. <laughs> I think that I'll save my story because that one <laughs> I can't stop that. Okay, so we'll save it for the I next. Cannot I know, and we're probably we're probably gonna go on and on that's, about it. But that's rough. I have so many more stories to share, so this for sure will be a reoccurring mm -hmm. a reoccurring segment. But fruit fly is a segment, so if we ever talk about fruit fly, shoe don't bother me. You know, it's gonna be about y'all on a plane. Yes. <laughs> so I think this is a great time to transition into our next segment which is fruit smoothie this is a blend of ideas from you guys to us asking questions asking for advice or just topics you honestly just want to talk about um, so what do we got nothing okay so I have a few <laughs> I have nothing. nothing awesome great I have nothing 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 if I don't have you <laughs> so the first thing okay. I pull up as a listener um, comment is eating ass. Yes, <laughs> I can get behind that topic. I'm so dead. Um, and then let's see what else we got. A brief history of eating ass. Brian and I. Wait, wait, wait. Are, are we going to talk about it? Let's just talk about it. So one of mm. uh, we mentioned it last week. We threw out a few topics, but um, I thought we were going to dive into the ASMR thing. But we'll do it next next episode. Um, okay. Someone else asked for anal too, so we'll just talk about anal eating ass all the mm, plays. All of the, okay. All of the A's. So this is the fruit smoothie. <laughs> Gonna get our nutrients right now. Mm. <laughs> but go ahead. So I was just giving a background. Like this was, I I guess still is like a very taboo topic for people to talk about. But I think it's becoming more and more like of a social acceptance for like ass play to be involved uh -huh. in, in sex, whether gay or straight. And mind you, pause on that just before you go off. I want to get this out is that I feel like um, people think that if you're into ass play as a man, mm -hmm. it's a gay thing when we have the same parts. Right. If you like head as a gay man, you like head as a straight man. It's the same thing for but. Mm -hmm. Like, just because you're gay doesn't mean that's why you like butt shit. Right. Guys, throw a finger up in there. Explore a little bit. It yeah. will change your life. And sometimes you might not like it. Like, sometimes I don't like really a finger in my butt, but other things in my butt I'm mm -hmm. down for. And if you want to start, like, experimenting with that, I actually saw on somebody's vlog um, that the best way to introduce yourself to ass play, especially as a straight guy, is... To just press on your taint, uh, like the space between, like where your balls yes. sit and the start of your butt crack, um, where your prostate is internally, right? Yeah, but just on the outside, just like put pressure there, um, especially just before you come. That will make the sensation of orgasming ten, ten so times more much intense. more intense. Yeah. Honestly, you don't even have to throw a finger inside there, right? inside your ass. Literally just put a finger on it. I'm not even kidding. Mm -hmm. That will change the experience yep. too. T play with that. Mm -hmm. But Literally. let's play talk about it. it. So we love it. We love to talk about it. We love to... You know what I love about it talk is that it's so it. ridiculous. 
that I love to talk about it in that sense. Like, yes, eat that ass. Dinner is served. <laughs> Zero calorie diet. Yes, I can eat and eat and eat and never yes. be full. <laughs> you see how ridiculous that is? I think that's why it's so funny to be like, if you see someone cute, you're like, oh, I'm about to eat his ass. Not like, oh, I want to kiss him or get to know no, him. Take it to the next level. Eat his ass. But yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, well... Okay, well, let's talk about anal sex first. Okay. Um, it's not for everyone, but I do think right. that everyone should try it because yeah. it opens a whole new world of excitement when you experience it. Yes. And I when, when you say try, okay, here's the thing with like anal sex is you have to try it more than once. Yes. It's not going to be like a one-time hit or miss. The anus is a muscle that you're going to have to stretch mm-hmm. out for lack of better terms. And if you only try it once, it's going to be super tight, probably pretty painful. Um, but the more that you try it, the more lube that you use, yeah. the more that you work your way up to it. Like we said, like press on the taint, press yep. on, press on the, the butt, like outside, get a finger in there, like work it's on like little this. toys, experiment and like keep working at it yeah. because I promise you the payoff is worth it. It's like this. It's like cooking, right? You take one ingredient, you might not like it. If you just took a handful of salt and ate that, you'd be like, this is disgusting. I never want to have salt again. Don't put it on any of my things. But say you take that salt, add it to a little bit of an avocado, throw some tomatoes in there, some onion, chopped yeah, onions, some cilantro, mash that up, throw in a tortilla chip. You got guac and chips. We can get down, guac right? So that's the same thing with anal sex. You can't just take one ingredient, which is salt. Let's say salt is just jamming it in there. Uh-huh. Exactly. You're going to oh be like, God. ooh, this is not for me. But say you take a little pinch of salt, which is eventually getting it in there, right? Mm-hmm. You add some guac, that buttery flavor. Yes. Is that tongue going up and down, oh, up down there? You yeah. know, add some tomatoes, which is just a little bit of like saliva, maybe some like lube, like spit on it. Spit on it. Yes. And then add that onion, a little spice of like, okay, we're ready. Mm-hmm. You dip that tortilla chip. You're like, oh, I could get down with this. Yes. Guainal. That's guac and anal. <laughs> This granol. Granol. Can I have another chip, please? Stop it. You also, I think that the other issue is the second you get in your mind about what you're doing, yep. the second you're going to start disliking it because while you're, you're doing it. You're intense. You're tense. You yes. have to relax. It's like oh stretching. God, you have to relax. And you have to try different positions. It's not mm-hmm. just like what you're mm-hmm. putting in there, but different positions are going to work for different people's bodies. Um, although, like, all men's G spots are, are similar. Similar, like, in the same location the manner of to which you get to your Mm g-spot is going to be different for each person because i feel like when people think of anal sex they think of just in feels good no okay i'm done right Right? but like think about your vagina in the same way it's like do you like penetration do you like only playing with the clit Mm -hmm. do you like someone going down you know what i mean it's like that same exploration just like a guy being like oh i like when someone touches my balls or Mm -hmm. like just stays around the head right like like for me, my own experience, like I mentioned, I don't really like a finger in there. Right. But if it was something else, I can get down with that. And again, it's not always the case. It's sometimes like you have to work up to it, blah, 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 blah. Sure. But um, yeah, like I think you brought up a good point of like the position. Because mm-hmm. for me, um, I like to sit down on, t- yes. on top of Straddle something. Over. They're on because you have full control. Yes. They can't really thrust or like go faster than you're ready to. And because you're mm-hmm. sitting down, your net gravity is naturally allowing you to ease onto it right. rather than like, he's on, <laughs> on down the road. <laughs> um, rather than like someone like jamming it in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's not okay. 
No, it's not. Um, and I feel like a lot of girls who don't like anal is from experiences like that where they were like doing doggy style. Yeah. It slipped out and oh, tried oh to God, slip no, 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 in, no, no, no. and it was like, "Girl, you made me bleed. Well, I want to die." Yeah, but also yeah. with girls, like their G spot is not back there. So although it might be a great sensation for some women, I just feel like in ratio to men, it's, it's going to feel better for the absolutely. guy. Like you're to be a, penetrated back exactly. there than, than the girl. Like you used chance. to say, if you were a girl, you would just sit on dick after dick after dick mm-hmm. because vaginas are better made for to take insertion. Dick. Yeah, but it takes a lot more time, a lot more patience, a lot more practice. But with that said, like that gives you an excuse to practice sex. Ooh. Mm. Mm-hmm. that's good I know. Um, and I think honestly like going back to the other thing is eating ass that is actually a really good activity to take partake in if you're going down the route of anal yeah um, I get the idea of it being nasty because when I was young I was like I would never do that that is disgusting and then there was an opportunity where I was like really into the moment and I felt safe with the person I was with and I was yeah. like Let's try that. And I was like, do you think you're, like, good right now? And when I mean good, like, clean. Clean, Like, we're not going to get crazy. Um, He was like, yeah. And this person never experienced it either. And ever since then, when we were having sex, it was, like, the fucking appetizer every time. You know, we kept going back for that artichoke dip. Yes! (laughs) I actually don't like artichoke dip anymore. But I kept going back for, like, the fried calamari. You know? Mm. We always start with fried calamari. And then the entree. So... (laughs) so like if you're gonna do it and here's the thing too is like i think guys should do it get it done to and do it we're gonna talk Mm -hmm. about straight relationships because i feel like most gay relationships we're a little ahead of the curve like this is kind of a thing for us well it has to be yeah it has to be because this is like kind of our only option but um i think guys would love to get their ass eaten i've had a lot of girls say that they Mm -hmm. do like to do that to their guys people do but they're either too embarrassed to talk about it or too embarrassed to tell their partner that they want it done exactly and i think as a a safe point for guys because i know if you're like a guy on all fours and someone's behind you it's like emasculating which is a whole nother thing because you're getting it done by a woman so shut the fuck up less emasculating and more vulnerable Uh, even as a gay man i feel like (laughs) there was one time uh-oh. I was hooking up with this guy. I was super into it, hooking up to, with this one guy. And all I remember is, like, <laughs> he was, like, going down on me. I was about it. Came back up, like, made out with me. Then I remember him <laughs> kissing my forehead. And I was like, oh, that was sweet. Like, the romantic in me, like, being And then there was, stupid. like, poop there. Just no. kidding. Oh, my God. Ew. <laughs> I'm just joking. No. Which would never happen. But then but. he... <laughs> the next thing I knew, he kissed my forehead and... A second later, my knees were in my chest and he was eating my ass. And I was like, that was a huge jump. I'm here for every single second of it. I was just totally unprepared. And I felt super vulnerable because my knees were in my chest. I literally like felt like I could have shit any second because I was super compressed as well. Right. All of your insides are just pushed together. Again, depending on the position that you're in. That was not my ideal position. But even um, still, I think the part of it is that you weren't ready for that. I was not ready. Yeah. I was not ready. And then when you're, like, thrown into it, you start having yeah. anxiety. You're like, yeah. what if I fart? But if it, you were, like, worked up to it, you're like, oh, I'm good. Right. When, yeah. what, if I had been ready for if he was, like, kissing down my body yeah. or, like, whatever, I would have been, like, there's a good chance he's going down there. And yeah. I would have been, like, ready for it and here for it. Yeah. And I still was, like, in the moment. It was just, like, a moment of unexpectancy. Right. And, um, and super, like... I was super vulnerable. Right. And that kind of took away from the moment. Right. 
So I get that yeah. aspect of it. So I think we should touch base on like a couple positions that don't create that experience, right? Yeah. So if you are, and this goes for straight, gay, whatever, even lesbian, because um, I think girls should do it too, to mm-hmm. each other. Which, by the way, I love your watch. What brand is that? Um, is that Movement? No, it's Bure. Because I have a watch that looks exactly like that. I actually saw this on Nathan. Oh, um, Nathan. Nathan Greenberg? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Oh, hey, Nathan. Hey, Nathan. Um, yeah, he picked me up on a layover in Orlando, and he was wearing it. And I was like, that watch is super cute. How much was it? $25 <gasps> on Amazon. Shut up. On Amazon. Wow. And they have, like... Making money moves. Money moves. And they have, like, um, a bunch of different styles. Yeah. Like, they're all this... Sorry. They're all this style, but stylistic differences. Right, like, be like colors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cool. If you're looking for a new watch, Bure, B-U-R-E-I, you can get it on Amazon. No, we ain't trying to do shout-outs. They got to pay us for a sponsor. Yeah, uh, but we have to shout them out. For them to know <laughs> I know, I'm just listening. kidding. So if you guys hear this podcast, tag them. Tag them. Um, so mind you, uh, here's some positions that I feel like are easy to get into so that you don't feel vulnerable or, like, assaulted. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a good one is if you are getting eaten out as a girl or getting, you know, head from as a guy, um, laying on your back. Oh, we're talking about all positions. All positions, yeah. If you're laying on your back and the person's like over you doing their act, um, if you just kind of like keep your legs up, not like to your chest, but just kind of like enough to where, yes. you know what I mean? Like um, almost like movement, almost doing like a sit up, right? Where your feet are flat on the bed uh-huh. and your knees are bent. Um, you can kind of get down there and venture down there, mm-hmm. see how it feels, see if you like it. And if you feel comfortable, throw your legs in the air. If not, we get it. Slide you feel vulnerable. Slide them back down. It's not a big deal. I feel like that's an easy way to move through sex as well Absolutely. without having to say that's uncomfortable. Or like, stop. I don't want to be in this position yes. where like you can still enjoy it and then like, you know, mm-hmm. move out of it, move into it very seamlessly. Mm-hmm. I think another good one that I feel like is great um, for starters is if you're, if the guy that, the guy or the girl who's about to get their ass eaten is laying on their stomach, stomach with their on their stomach, just laying flat. Like you're mm-hmm. like, you're about to go to sleep on your stomach. Yep. And honestly have the person start out giving you a massage, a back massage, oh. like naked, just sitting on I your butt, butterflies in my stomach, <laughs> sitting on your butt, <laughs> giving a back massage. Right. Yeah. And then eventually you can like go down to the butt cheeks, massage the butt mm-hmm. cheeks. And then if you want to, you know, massage the anus area with your hand, you don't have to go inside. I probably would tell you not to. Right. Um, you know, explore that area and then go down and like do your thing. Yes. And once you get a little more comfortable with that position, I feel like the next step up would be propping a pillow underneath your uh, pelvis so that your hips are off the bed and your, your ass is a little just bit up. enough yep. to where like your butt's more perky and like well ready to eat. Yes. <laughs> like the turkey is basted. Yes. Laying down She's flat. Ready. You're going to get turkey. It's fine. Mm. It's dry a little bit, but then oh. you put the table up. You know, the mm. turkey's basted. The, the this, table extensions. Yeah. The up. family's ready to eat. Dinner is here. <laughs> We're She's serving. Ready. She got the cranberry sauce. She got the cornbread. Yes. The stuffing. Yeah. It's big. Huh? Uh, <laughs> it's big. Huh? <laughs> Could you imagine? They lift the pillow up and he just looks back. It's big. Her bone apple tea. Shout out, Logan. Logan. <laughs> bone apple tea. Um, I don't know. Yeah, Logan. Logan. Uh, Landon. 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 I'm We've brought him up every single time we've yeah, said I hope that. I meet him someday. <laughs> he lives in LA, I think. Oh. Yeah, I think, I'm not going to say the person who, but I think he was trying to date one of our mutual friends. Um, not like anything serious, yeah. but they like ca- got in contact on like Tinder or some shit. Got it. Um, that's another really good position. Yeah. Um, let's talk about what needs to happen before you get to that position. 
I think what a lot of people venture away from is that, like, it's disgusting, right? Because mm-hmm. it is an ass. But, like, if you're willing to go down on a vagina, blood has come out of there. Oh, I see. You know what, what I mean? Saying. So, okay. this is what I say after the gym, probably not eat an ass. <laughs> a full day's of work, you're probably not going to have an appetite for an ass. But literally, if they just shower, it's not even like they need to poop. Like, mm-hmm. legit. If you're not going inside, it's not even a big deal. Right. Um, Cause like no one just like no nobody has shit that just falls out of their ass and I feel like people act like that's the case like you right. don't have bodily functions where you're gonna like be down there and all of a sudden poop starts coming out I was like mm-hmm. what are you dumb right. like stop being stupid yeah. um but I think that the person should take it upon themselves that after a shower know that it's okay mm-hmm. and like when you're in the shower not just sprinkle water but like literally put soap on your hand and rub across that area because you would, in that area around that yeah. area across that area you want to clean you know why because you want to clean your produce before you eat it oh oh no <laughs> you can't just like be like we here we out here and then you're like not about it because yeah. it's like no ma'am and I will say there's, like, exceptions to the rules where, like, if you've showered and then you go to the gym, I might be a little into, like, a sweaty sex sesh. But this is all, like, beginner's guide. Oh, that okay. is something that you've done so you know. Right. Yeah. But, like, beginner's guide, I would not recommend you to do it after right. the gym ever. If you like it that much and you're like, that turns me on, mm-hmm. go for it. I will also give you the biggest piece of advice that I've ever learned about ass play was actually from you. Oh, really? Um, you have to know that in anything with any sexual act, you are using body parts that are used for other things. Yeah. So in the back of your mind, although nobody wants to encounter dirty experiences, there will be times where things happen. And you have to, I think, premeditate like how you will react in that situation right because there is nothing more terrifying than knowing that like a situation has occurred yeah during like these super intimate moments where you have to stop due to the fact that like the body did what it was supposed to do exactly you know and again like we're talking about precautions to take before we get to this step but just go into this knowing that like especially with Anal like sex. Anal sex. With eating ass, you probably won't have to worry about that. Right, right, right. Especially just if you, ass, like, take showers good. and stuff. But yes. anal but sex, yeah. anal sex, like, just go into it knowing it, there's always, like, a slim chance. But we'll keep talking yeah. about precautions to, like, hopefully prevent that. So then if you're past... So eating ass, I think, is, like we said, the appetizer to the entree. And say mm-hmm. the entree is um, anal sex. So we're here, right? right? We're at anal sex. You cannot just... This is why I think it's like people who are straight take it for granted, straight sex, because gay men, you can't just up and just have a quickie. You have to have some sort of prep or unless you want to get down and dirty. And I literally mean get down and And dirty dirty. because like not like the good Christina, which is fine. Like you said, you know what the body is doing in that area. So you got to expect some sort of, you know, something going down. That is what it's supposed to do. So as a gay man, as a courtesy to your partner, you decide to choose to like avoid that, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're going into gay or if you're going into gay sex, no, <laughs> if you're going into anal, um, I think it's best, and I think you're you're gonna feel the most confident in bed 
and the most confident for your experience if you take the precautions to avoid any messiness, right? Mm-hmm. So I would say like, you know what your body does when you need to poop and all that stuff. Right. Most cases, if you just poop before you have sex, you're good. But sometimes like me, it sometimes takes poop a while. Clean, yeah, sorry, poop and clean. Poop, shower, you can't sex. Like, you can't just poop sh- and then be like, fuck. That's not okay. No, because you're going to have, like, toilet paper is not enough to clean that. Well, even if you use, like, a baby wipe, the thing is you're not – a baby wipe is, like, so surface level or a yeah. wipe is so surface level that, like, you have to think <laughs> your poop is coming through, like, a pretty long canal before it actually yeah. comes out. That canal needs to be cleaned out as well. Right. You know? Well, we're getting there. Okay. But, like, even if you were to be a guy and have a girl suck your dick, you're not going to have her suck a dirty dick oh, or, like, go down on a nasty pussy, right? Like – I think we've all been there where we've hooked up with someone where we're like, I'm not into this because it just does not feel right or like smell right or whatever. So it's the same courtesy back there. Mm -hmm. So here are a few steps that you can take to like kind of prevent that. Um, I think the biggest one is eating fiber, honestly, so that your, your, your waist movement is like um, together and full. Right. Um, That's an easy way to do it. If you Mm -hmm. take, you can take fiber supplements or just like, Whatever. Yeah. Um. A lot of gay men are very familiar with pure for men. That's not necessary. I feel like that is such a gimmick. You can go to Costco. But I'm just saying, I feel like that's a very like mainstream, sure. new kind of like. Okay. Well, if you you're a sponsor, take. pure, then yes. Oh yeah. If you're about to sponsor <laughs> us, girl, go for it. I stopped buying you because you were too expensive for a month. But literally, you can get like at Costco yeah. a 600 count two bottles of fiber. Fiber. F- like flax right. seed, whatever. Um. Or just eat like granola in the morning or whatever um and then there's also fleet enemas are a good one um they have single use ones or like the bulb and hose one or ones that actually hook up to a shower head head, but that's like heavy duty you about to bottom consistently Mm -hmm. multiple times a day all it takes is like a fleet enema i think they're like honestly a dollar 19 they're so cheap what i do if i use a fleet enema is i take out the saline solution because i think it helps it like um, naturally wants to give you a, a passing, right. but I just dump that out, put in lukewarm water, and then what it is is a bottle that you squeeze and water goes out, but it doesn't come back in. Right. And I'll do that until the water comes clear. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'll squeeze yeah, a bottle. I'll squeeze about two bottles. Sit on the toilet. Try two? to hold it for. Yeah. Oh my God, you have big balls. Well, sometimes I actually I should probably back off because there's been times where I put too much water in there, oh and then it sits somewhere in my oh. intestine, and uh-huh. then later it comes out, and I'm like. Sorry, um, not to the guy, but like I yeah. do it prior and I'm like, oh, thank God I did this like two hours before uh-huh. I was going to have sex, which is why it's difficult for gay men. Because like I just said, two hours before I had sex, it cannot be last minute because yeah. it's not going to go down the way we want it to. Mm-hmm. But um, an enema is a great thing. I think like depending on who you are, if it's like a solid waste, mm-hmm. you probably can get away with like three bottle squirts and just wait 10 minutes in between. Yeah. Um, and I know it seems like a lot, but I promise you... They do you ex- fill up the bulb when you replace it with, like, wa- water? What do you mean? Um, so, like, they say with, like, uh, any enema, or, like, a fleet enema, for uh-huh. instance, to, like, essentially a, a dose would be, like, one full bulb. Uh-huh. Do you... When you squeeze that out, the solution fill that it comes up. with, you fill it up all the way. Yeah. And then you do that two or three times. It's one time I did it four. Oh, my God. Yeah, because I was like, I don't want to sit here forever. I should have sat there forever because water was being that's held That's way too ever. much. Way too much. Way too much. Which now I realize because I'm thinking, my mind, my naive mind, not knowing, is thinking I need to clear out my entire mm-hmm. intestine tract. But really, you're just clearing right. out the last six or seven inches of your colon. Mm-hmm. 
and it only for only takes sex. for normal sex. It only takes like a couple blasts of water. Yeah, like a, a bulb. Yeah. yeah, you can get a reusable bulb. So if you're planning on like I bought Bernard one for his birthday. I bought one. They they're kind of cute. Like some of them. Yeah, like his was like a matte black, like fierce, super trendy. Yeah, but like I would say invest in that if you're more committed to this kind of like sex. Um, And then our friend, I'm not gonna say his name, but is really committed, and he got a hose that attaches to the shower head, and sprays it. Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, she basically just like lives on bulbs. And shower heads. Literally just consistently hooks herself up to the shower. <laughs> but they do say that using that saline solution, especially like more than once every, I don't even know how often, but like you're not supposed to use that consistently. Like we're not saying douche once a day just in case. Yeah. We're just saying like if you know you're going into that, into Scenario, that situation. Scenario, yeah. Just Like prep. try to prepare for it. Just prep. Um, yeah. Was there anything else you wanted to say? Because I feel like we kind of covered it all. Yeah, I mean, ass play is great. Don't get in your head about it. Um, and just, like... Live your best life. Live your best life and be honest about what feels good and what doesn't. Yeah, that's because a big one. Because there is nothing worse than painful sex that you're just trying to power through for the sake of being a champ. Nobody yes. wants that. But also, with that said, it is going to hurt sometimes. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a difference between knowing it's just not going to happen in that moment and knowing, like... This is not enjoyable. You're hurting me. Right. But I think even still with that, because like you are not familiar with that act, it's going to take time for you to understand what your body's telling you. And sometimes the pain that right. you're feeling does go away. Not because you're just like, I'm a badass bitch, but because honestly, <laughs> it's just unfamiliar to your yep. body, especially when you haven't done it in a while or you haven't done it mm-hmm. ever. Uh, but I think the, the best policy is to communicate to your partner. Yeah. And because you honestly, and this is going to sound so stupid, you're giving them the gift. Mm-hmm. They need to respect that because yeah. honestly, if they're not getting anything in their ass, it's all pleasure for them. Right. I mean, it's going to be pleasure for you once you get to the pleasure point, but it is going to take a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. It really will. Yep. And like the key, go slow and use tons and tons of lube. I, I recommend. I say lube, lube, lube. Lube. And I used to buy water-based lube all the time because I was like, it's easier to wash out of sheets if it gets everywhere. Um, and like, it doesn't last as long, like in the shower, when you hit it with water, it like comes off your body. But then someone's like, let's just use silicone. That changed my life. Really? Literally changed my life. I was like, oh, this is anal sex. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Where you're yeah. like, this is what I thought it was. And you're like, oh, no, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. Because anal sex, you don't have to reapply. Sometimes <laughs> she had the l- moment. The moment. Because <laughs> water-based lube, sometimes it, like, gets tacky. Yeah. And, like, it almost feels like it's getting yeah. stuck. But silicone, Sticky. just right through. Mm. Bitch, we were slipping and sliding. I was like, oh, it's been a while, but you could have sworn I did this yesterday. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, but silicone lube, I think, is the best. Yes. Um, research which ones you want. Some of them have, like, desensitizing properties in it. I wouldn't recommend doing that. Maybe for your first time, but you don't want to use too much of that because if you become completely numb to it, you won't know if you're actually hurting yourself or not. Right. Um, also, don't try that drunk for the first time. Oh, uh, yeah. I would actually say try it drunk, to be no, honest. I feel like when you're drunk, you lose more control over Yeah, your but you're so relaxed. I would I would say not blackout drunk, because that's, like, rapey, but, like, a little bit loose to where I just, you're, like... I'm just saying, like, you want to be aware of what's happening down sure. there, like you said. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't want you to hurt yourself. So that's the takeaway. Just be aware. Just be aware. Right. Whatever you need to take in order to get there is fine, <laughs> but just be aware. Poppers help. I've never taken them or used them. Yeah, I have no experience in that either. Them. I'm just shouting that out as an option. 
I think we've covered this quite a bit. I think we I honestly spent... I just love talking spent... about it, though. <laughs> I just love anal sex. <laughs> um, love but good sex. question. Hopefully, we covered enough. If you guys have any other questions about that, feel free to reach out mm-hmm. at Fruit Snacks Pod. Fruit Snacks and Pod I also... or personal DMs. Um, but I also think we have an email address, too. Yes, we do. Fruit Snacks Pod, just like the uh, the Instagram handle, at gmail.com. Fruit Snacks Pod at gmail.com. Okay, so I think Squarespace. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like all the other ones. Right. Casper mattress. <laughs> Talk space, yeah. Um, okay, so then we'll, we'll wrap up with in season. So what's Great. in season for you this week? I keep saying week, but I should say this um, episode. Well, we grabbed iced coffee earlier Ooh. and you took me to a particular place because they had oat milk and that has been in season for me. Um, I was drinking almond milk for a while, but... I feel like there's so many types of almond milks now and like they're different consistencies and I would go some places and just be like, great, they have almond milk. Um, And then it would be like this almond milk that I hate. Mm -hmm. Um, And almond milk is not really that good with coffee, honestly. No, it's not. And um, I was trying to get into soy milk, but I know that like soy in high doses isn't good for you. So I mean, anything at high doses isn't good for you. I just think the consistency is key for coffee. (laughs) Right. Um, And oat milk for me is the closest consistency to regular dairy that I've been able to find. And it's been the most consistent in like the flavor, the texture, like Mm -hmm. all of that. Um, Because, you know, O's got them nice titties for that milk. (laughs) (laughs) We don't get them oak titties. Yes. Give me them um, oat so oat milk is in season for me. I want it in my coffee. I would eat cereal with it. I would bake with it. I would eat ass with it. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine you're eating ass? You start pulling like oat milk on a bitch. Like, <laughs> look, 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 look. They're like, what are you doing? Turning around. You're like, just shut up. Shh, 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 shh. Just, just enjoy it. Yes. Shh, shh. Relax, relax, relax. Oat milk eating. Yes, oat milk. Well, I, I, you know, I appreciate that. Um, what's in season for me is... Um, I touched base on it before, but I still feel like I'm on this up upward slope of gratitude. Mm. Um, I really have been um, mindful of like taking time out of my day to acknowledge the things that I am appreciative mm-hmm. in that exact moment. It's not that deep. I feel like it helps me in a deeper sense, but in that moment, it's not deep, yeah. right? It's kind of a form of meditation. Totally. Because I think that there's a lot of bullshit out there that really mm. tries to hinder your day. Yeah. And I really think that when you tackle your day, it is definitely a mindset. Mm-hmm. And um, your mindset pretty much dictates how you see a situation. And I get it's easy when you're in a bad day just to want to be mad. And I am so guilty of that when I'm like For in sure. a mood. I'm like, nah, nothing you say, nothing can help me. See, my life is wrong. You're wrong. This wrong. This thing. Self-sabotage. But I've been taking upon myself to um, be grateful. Like, super grateful. Um, and so when I start seeing little things come into my life that I'm like, that's a gift. That was for me to rec- mm-hmm. recognize. I want to take a moment. And I verbalize it, whether I'm by myself right. or whatever. But I'm like, literally like, oh, thank you for that. Mm-hmm. And whoever's listening, because I don't know if there's really a God out there or anything. That's a whole nother episode. Oh, that's a good episode. That is a good episode. We're going to we're gonna write that down. Yeah. But um, for me, it's like I just think the moment if that is what it is and I take it in and I'm like trying to practice gratitude. Um, cause like for me, like I was saying, I just got a new car and I have my other car and I was like, Oh, I should trade it in to get money off and mm-hmm. you know, be petty with it because I know it's like, it's like a car that can drive, but it's not a good car. And they were offering me, I think like $500 and I'm like, ugh. And I'm like, why am I upset about that? Because yeah. that car came into my life. Mm-hmm. I used it exactly the way I needed to. Yeah. Why am I trying to pinch good use out of great that car. use out of it? Um, and I'm like, why am I trying to pinch, 
pennies out of it to like try to haggle or like uh, feel better about yeah. the experience of my car when i was like that's been a good car mm -hmm. let me take this moment be grateful for what it's given to me in my life and then move on right. and i think if you have that energy in your life you can accept things that you can change and like let things go that you can't change you know Come on, serenity prayer that's right so um that is what is in season for me i guess is um being acknowledging of moments that are um i have gratitude and so with that thanks I for think... following that up after i talked about being in on oat milk <laughs> and i love that it's like fuck this job stupid people on the plane <laughs> You I'm know what? So like on the plane, grateful. let me give one more example. <laughs> Let's tie this all together. I hate pouring Diet Cokes because those the bitches worst. fizz like a motherfucker. Coke Zero. Diet Coke. And Coke, Coke Zero, Zero and a little bit of Sprite Zero. Those bitches fizz the most because yeah. of the aspartame or whatever else at that altitude. So you're literally standing there. You shouldn't be drinking that in the first place. I agree. But you're standing there for like an hour trying to let this yeah. ice go down. And especially in like Kansas City and stuff, they love a full glass Ooh, of they ice. they eat it up. A full yep. glass of ice the where ice they're literally like, worse and worse you're and like, worse. do you want uh, a little bit of Coke with that ice? That's how much ice they have. It's like mm -hmm. the, the drink is secondary to ice <laughs> and you're standing there waiting. And that's another time where I was like, thank you, where I said it. Mm -hmm. uh, he was like, can I get a Diet Coke? And in my head, I'm like, motherfucker. And he's yeah. like, without ice. And I'm like, yes, yes you may. Yes, you can. You can have, you have all the Diet all Coke, Diet Coke without ice. You want you want this cart? <laughs> you want my firstborn? <laughs> so yeah, little moments like that. I'm like, thank, thank you for you. that. Thank you for the universe. Thank but you. I guess that is the wrap up of this episode. Yes. Thank you guys for listening. And we will catch you on the next episode of Fruit Snacks. Fruit Snacks. <laughs>